All right. Well, welcome back to See Here Love for our SOS Summer of Strength series. And this is a very special conversation today because it's with Kimberly Mitchell, the co-host of the Solo Parent Society podcast. And Kim is a former guest co-host on See Here Love. She was, I think, early seasons. And Kim and I have been friends for quite a long time. She's now in Franklin, Tennessee um, with over three decades uh, working in church ministry across Canada and the U.S. And she is mama to Kai and Serena, bonus mom to Campbell and Emerson, and dog mama to Teddy, wife of Brian. Uh, And so this is a great conversation that we're going to have about what it means uh, to love God and love your neighbor. Uh, Her advice to solo parents today. Also her beautiful advice on how to love people well, and her her journey uh, in blended family. Um, it's just a beautiful story of just allowing God to do what God does best, to care for us, to provide for us in some of the lowest times. And she talks about not wasting your wilderness and that serving is ultimately the best way to lead. And so I know that you'll be really inspired by Kim Uh, We have lots of laughs. We've had a lot of great memories. Kim's been there for me in some hard times in my life. And so this episode is all about strengthening you in your relationship with God, in your relationship with others. If you are lonely, feeling isolated, this conversation with Kimberly Mitchell, I know will encourage and strengthen you today. So without further ado, here is Kimberly Mitchell. Well, 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 you are in for such a treat because my friend, my girlfriend, Kimberly Mitchell's in the house today. Um, Kim, yes. my friend, my former See Here Love co-host, now in Franklin, Tennessee. Right. Welcome. Welcome, well, welcome, I, welcome. I miss you and I just want to hug you and touch your face. And- I... <laughs> I know I need, I know we, I, we need to do a visit yeah. and I know our listeners are probably like, Oh, this is a, this is just like a girlfriend chat, which it really is. It's a girlfriend chat that we're making a podcast. It's yeah. an excuse for us to kind of like hang out and then chat with each other. Really? Yeah. So Kim, this is, um, one episode in our series of summer of strength. Love that. I know you would, <laughs> uh, what would you say if you're like looking at your life, what do you, would you say would encapsulate strength? Meaning if, if I came to you and said, okay, your, your one sentence of how your story, your life would strengthen and encourage a listener and viewer, what would you say? Um, complete and utter dependence on Jesus, because that's the only way. It's the only way I'm still sitting here. And that's just, we can try all the things and at the end of the day, uh, when I am just like in surrender mode is where the greatest strength is. Mm. It just over and over again. And I can forget that and try to like fix, fix, fix. And yet when I come back and go, okay, God, I know you hold me. So I'm surrendering this to you. 
And mm. it's remarkable how he, how he has a greater plan. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I forgot sometimes about that. Mm-hmm. I would say utter on Jesus. And I love how it, there's a tension in that. Like yeah. we're talking about strength yeah. and then you're talking about surrender, yeah. right? Like people are like, wait a second. Strength is this almost like people, people see in their mind, like strength and, and power and moving forward. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like strength. Yeah. And yet you're, it's so beautiful to hear that, to say, whoa, actually strength and being strengthened is actually in the surrendering yeah. and allowing Jesus to take control. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. I love that, and we're gonna get more into that as we get into your story. But I love the setup of that because I think that's that's a, a beautiful theme, and I think for our listeners and viewers, that's something that they're like, okay, let's. I want to hear more about that uh-huh. because I think a lot of people are like, in my own strength, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm trying to hustle. Yeah, I'm trying to make things happen for myself. Yep, and yet you guys are saying exactly the opposite. <laughs> or because I've tried all the other things. Like I've, I've, like this is the thing. It, it, you know, I just feel like um, when we, when we say we're gonna follow Jesus, it's so countercultural, right? To everything else and all the books and magazines and stuff. And man, I've messed up a lot of things because my hands were too deep. And when I let go, I'm like, oh, should have done that from the beginning. Okay, here you go. I'm yours. It's not easy. It's not easy, but, and it's not always immediate results. And I want immediate results, which is why we hustle and want all those things. Um, but man, far more beautiful. I will say that. Mm, yeah. I love that. Well, let's start from the beginning. And this is more just for <laughs> my fun, my complete fun and enjoyment uh, before we get to your amazing, incredible story. But I was trying to think of how did we become friends? Like, I know we knew of each other, but I, do you remember how we started hanging out? Like, I was thinking of that too. Like, when was it? Was it at a, because we've been at same events, we've been at, but what started, yeah, I was wondering that too. When did we just like actually go, oh, I have to be with you? Because then it was like, that, that was the beginning and that was it, but I can't remember where. I I know. Um, it maybe it was a concert. No. Conference. Uh, um, oh my goodness. Which, was it you on Full Circle with Tammy oh, Trent? No. Oh. No. Remember? So yeah. So for 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 viewers and listeners, I co-hosted another women's show called Full Circle <laughs> out of Crossroads many years ago. Yeah. Kim, you were on it. Was that the one with Tammy Trent? Yeah, that's right. <gasps> ah. <laughs> And I loved you. You sat on the couch with Tammy Trent, who for many, if you don't know, she's an incredible singer and and writer, and she has quite the story. Yes. And we had you as a guest co-host. Yep. yep. I don't remember. And I remember sitting. And it was last minute, too. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember sitting across from you, Kim, and I was like, who is this woman who I love? Like, you're the energy, the light this like Jesus glow around you was like, oh yeah, I need to be in her space. I think that's it. And that was how many years ago? 20? Wait, no, 15? Well, 20? I don't know if it was quite 17. But close. 
Like, honestly, time is flying by. And can I just tell you, Tammy Trent lives here too. And I've been in her pool a couple of times, but I, <laughs> and she's so awesome. And her story is remarkable, but you're right. It was, it was that, that was the beginning. Melinda, you and it's, room and it's just like, like talk about the light bulb going on. <laughs> that was so fun. I mean, and, and here's what's so crazy way back then, Kim, who would have thought that we would have then been friends, you've been a co-host on the show, and then the rest of your life, which we're going to talk about soon. But it's incredible how far both of us have come. We've walked through a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. I always love doing this, and it just gives me a chance to gush about you. But <laughs> I started off where I, like, want to just affirm you and and just share what I love about you. But part of that was what I was just saying when I first met you where you're sitting on the couch. It was last minute. Mm -hmm. Here you are with all of us women who've been doing co-hosting yeah. and everything. And, and it can be a little bit overwhelming yeah. and <laughs> to be with, with us. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, again, remember um, just so open and loving. I think it's always something I've really admired about you, Kim, just this openness of loving people. You do it with such kindness compassion and and when i say abundance it means there's not a i will love you if you or i will love you because of you just love freely and openly and it's so beautiful to see no matter if you have a lot or you don't have a lot yeah. um you give of yourself even when in those places i remember when you didn't have a lot um financially or physically in that space but i love that about you i love how you love your kids mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna get emotional. We'll talk about you being a single mom, but anyway, I'm just, there's so much about you that is just so beautiful and kind mm -hmm. and what's so needed in the world today. Mm -hmm. And I also just love the friendship when you were here in Canada, uh -huh. but even though we don't connect as much, I always know that, you know, I can reach out, you'll text, you'll love, you'll overflow with the reminder that Jesus is with me. And that is a really beautiful um, trait and characteristic of you huh. and your love and dependence of Jesus is my third thing. You have depended on Jesus like your whole life and it's not been easy. No. And for so many people, they would give up, but you have stayed the course mm -hmm. and stayed with him. And now here you are in this, in this beautiful life now. And even in the hard part, your life was beautiful. Even in the hard yucky part. Yep. It was beautiful as well. So anyway, that's my gush fest. That's what I literally love and and so admire about you. Belinda, I have not had more fun with anyone in my lifetime than you. At the very right moments is when Melinda would call and say, Hey, let's go to the thrift store and go shopping. Or to H&M. Or I remember we tried on those fur vests. Like Yes. I we have laughed more, but you've also Man, I remember sitting on a beach, having deep conversations, and we've cried too. You know, um, you have, you have, you guys. Oh, now you're gonna make me cry. You've loved me, and you've loved my kids so desperately well and beautifully. And uh, man, when you're a single mom in a really hard season, it's really great to have. Well, to have someone. <laughs> Oh, come on, girl. And man, we've eaten good food. We've laughed till, our, till like 
my stomach has hurt so bad. And, but you always encourage and inspire and challenge. And that is so beautiful. And you just mm. like care, Melinda. Like, and you don't, you don't have like crazy expectations on people. You're just there to, how you doing? Well, is this right? Is there, are you doing, you know, like, are you doing okay? And I don't know if that's okay. Let's talk about it. Like, thank you for that. Because listen, guys, I'm so blind because I'm getting old. Um, but like, it is so beautiful. Like, I know we can go, I mean, life gets crazy and busy forever in a day and not talk or see each other. But the minute we do, it's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, I don't know a lot of people know I've, I've shared it a few times, but not a lot, but I don't think a lot of people know that when I had the dream of see here, love, and I pitched it, um, to a board, to a board members or leadership members, not board leadership members to, to say, Hey, do you believe in this dream of a women's show? Mm -hmm. And it was denied in a big way. The first person that I wanted to share this with and needed was you. And I remember calling you and you're like, I'm meeting you. And we met on that beach and I was crying and I was upset. And what I love about you, Kim, it wasn't like, oh, it's all going to be all right, Melinda. Everything's good, whatever. Like hope and pray. You were just like, you sat mm. and held the the rejection with me and the sadness and, and this loss. Because I really believed that it was going to happen at that time. And yeah. you just listened and 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 sat there with me because mm -hmm. sometimes a lot of times you just need somebody to sit with you in it and yeah. not be like, okay, and now you're going to do this. And then now I'm allowed, you know, yeah. but, and you encouraged, and I remember you just said, cause you believed in me and, and in this, yeah. see her love. And you did say, you know, just wait. Yeah. Like I, if, if God had given, if God has given you this dream now, it's going to happen, but obviously it's not the timing. Yeah. And you were right. Cause three years later mm -hmm. it happened. That's but I remember that. And right. Of, okay, God, like, I know, we know in our knower, as my dad would say, what he's put in us and he doesn't do it by mistake, but the waiting part stinks. Totally stinks. And it did because I remember sitting on that beach with you and I was just like, I, I was at a loss because I was yeah. so sure I had everything ready. I had the, I had the everything. Yes, you did. And then it was like, no. Yeah. Right. I remember that. And I remember calling and you came all the way down and we just sat there yeah. and that, that will always be a beautiful memory with you and I yeah. about friendship and holding space for mm -hmm. the letdown. Yeah. And yet in that still finding hope that yeah. if it's of God, it will happen. Yeah. And maybe not in your timing. Right. Yeah. 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 Man. I remember that. That was, that was so awesome. I mean, now when I look at back, I mean, it wasn't awesome when I was I feeling that, but right now I look back and go, they're beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, so you were a See Here Love host, yeah. co-host, and I was interesting just this past Christmas, we were editing clips and I and I actually posted it. It was so beautiful. The With my, Mark Masri, Kevin Paul's You Share on Me singing um, yeah. in our old studio with no audio levels, no professional music. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And it was so beautiful. And it it's just, you have such a beautiful voice. And I was, I was, every time I look at that clip, I'm always reminded of you with that, but thinking about see here, love and all of the shows or themes 
I'm always interested in this. Like, what was your favorite or a moment that you remember that you? The what is actually this is the absolute truth. I was getting ready this morning and I was thinking about those discs, and that was the exact show that came to my mind. Because I no way love Christmas and I love Advent, and I think it is really, I think it's something we don't hold dear enough. And I was thinking of that moment and seeing those songs because it was just. There was no anything. It was just kind of organic and not maybe the most super awesome. We don't need all the big stuff and fluff and for God to just be in the moment, you know? Like I remember that moment so clearly, but I also really love Christmas. I love all of the Advent shows we ever did because to me, mm -hmm. super precious. But man, we've had on so many amazing people. And I feel like I've walked away from every show we ever did going, man, I just like, I have so much to learn from people. There are amazing women and men doing great things in the world. And most of us will never know their names. I, I didn't even know people were doing stuff. Like, I, there's so many, there's so many things and so many people, but actually that was the one that came to my mind today. And that's so funny that you just brought that up. I don't know why. Maybe because, you know, I've known Mark forever. Like, as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And and Cheryl and Kevin was there too, right? Kevin Pauls, I think? Yeah. And, Kevin Pauls, yeah. You know, and you, and just when you're sitting around a table, and, well, and this is our friendship, when you're just sitting around a table with friends, and, man, when we just get to talk about Jesus, what is greater than that and then sing songs about mm -hmm. Jesus and just worship together it is just like that's like those two are the most precious kind of moments so I've loved all of our guests I like all of them but I just so love worship around a table with my friends yeah that was so I and and the candles were yes. going and I, our we had like one tricaster that only did four different angles <laughs> for a shot so it's like you half of you yes. then a shot over at mark then a shot of cheryl yes. then me like we had four possible camera angles back then because that was our budget yes. and it was to be like you had to sit here yes. kim okay you sit there and then we would have your face then one shot like very and i was watching i was and don't move an inch <laughs> <laughs> it was it's like okay stay right there yes. Because if you move, you're going to be out of our one camera angle because we can't even move the camera or else then it would cut off yeah. Melinda. Like, exactly. And there was something beautiful about that. Like mm -hmm. you were, we were just trying to make it happen on a small budget and do it because. Beginnings are beautiful. They, I know. They're precious. They're, and it's, it's, it's weird to say this because here I am doing podcasts and all these, and doing uh -huh. these platforms. But there are moments I miss the simplicity of, of that. You know, I think yeah. there are moments where you're just like, oh, yeah. it was a lot of startup for me, but mm -hmm. there was something very simple about, hey, guys, just come on in. Yeah. Pretty simple. Have a seat. Uh -huh. uh, we don't, it's just like audio through the camera and some of our mics, but yeah. we don't have anybody to do like audio work. <laughs> so you better just sing as well as you can in <laughs> harmonies. Right. Because we can't correct you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <gasps> that was a good moment. I would say, yeah, I love that. There were some ones though that I loved with you when we did talk about when, and I can't wait to hear more about the Solo Parent Society. But yes, where we were talking about 
blended family, solo parenting, yes, man, uh, God's redemption. Yeah. And, and you were part of those conversations and those were really powerful. We got a lot of response from that because people are like, mm-hmm. a lot of times Christian shows back then, they don't really talk about divorce or blended family or even struggling through it. Cause a lot of people would just be like, Oh yeah, now everything's okay. Yeah. You know, well, let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's challenges with second marriage too and blended families. And I think as we share, honestly, you know, it, it, it helps people know that they're not alone in it. Yeah. Um, cause that can be very isolating and hard. Right. Yeah. So you're part of those ones. I, I enjoyed those a lot too. Yeah. It just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurting people. There's a lot of people going through stuff, man. The minute you say to someone, Oh yeah, I've been there too. And I get it. This was my journey. Like the minute we hear story story to me is so powerful because we can all dress up and be all the things. But the minute we just kind of really just kind of hear people. And like you just said, like, just like, why can't we just walk with people? And, and it's not hard. And I actually hope is simple and abundant, but a lot of people feel like it's not because we're not telling our stories. I don't think, and saying, Hey, I'm with you. I'm, I'm here too. And, uh, for, for some of us, like I can look back on my solo parent journey now because I've been remarried now for six years, almost six years in July. No, but is it already it, that? Like, what year are we in? 2022? <laughs> 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 uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so for me, to be out of that particular struggle of life, and it wasn't all a struggle. Some of it was so awesome. And mm-hmm. sometimes I miss some of it. And, uh, but, but man, it's great when we can say to you, it's okay. <laughs> Hope is what everyone is longing for and needing. Yeah. And we see it all the time at the solo parent. I co-host a podcast called solo parent society, but there's this whole ministry that I, I'm not super involved in, but they, you know what they do? They do like 10 different kinds of zooms a week. There's just, there's this. Zoom. Wow. And it's like, People from all single parents from all over the world get on these Zooms whenever the time is right for them, and they're just in community. And which is just people saying, "You're not alone. I'm here too, mm-hmm. and I'm walking through." Amazing. And let's walk together with people. I feel like if we just walked together and we're just a little bit kinder, a ripple effect of love would like sweep the world, and maybe, maybe we could just stop with all the mess and the hate and the. Yeah, tough, but the yeah. loving it and mm-hmm. very real too, which is why we need to be very much on our knees. Yeah, I love that. And I will say, just as a final aside about the show, huh. I think the other part I really loved with you was we'd walk into <laughs> we'd walk into the women's washroom and be like, "What are you wearing? <laughs> Does this necklace look okay? Okay, how, what how should my hair?" Should I wear this? Does it match Mel? Mel, what are you wearing? And then we're all like this. And I mean, some of the most fun was in the washrooms with like four women trying to do their hair, figure out what to wear, and then go into the makeup chair when we started getting makeup and like trying to coordinate us all. Yes. And should we wear a skirt when we're on stools? Like, you know, high school. What's my shoes going to be seen on this shot? So we don't clash. You've never seen so many clothes and jewelry and shoes and hairspray <laughs> and they 
mayhem. <laughs> oh, it was mayhem, but it was fun. Like there are times where I remember walking into the women's washroom change room and there was just clothes everywhere, everywhere and makeup <laughs> and big bottles of hairspray. And like, it was like madness. Like yeah. I remember who came in, somebody came in and was just like, whoa, <laughs> what? what is this? I'm like, you might want to just walk slowly backwards and out the door. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> those were fun. It's empty. <laughs> it's like, you need more space. Just go in the men's washroom. No one's in there. Just go. Oh man. And you always had these like, necklaces. You were like a necklace, like jewelry girl. You know what I mean? Like you always Love had like it. these really cool chunky necklaces. Uh -huh. And then you always had these really cool earrings. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Anyway, I know that's so I love jewelry. Not content, but I know you love jewelry. I like those earrings you're wearing. Thank you. They're great. Hi, this is Becca, the associate producer of See Here Love, interrupting this great conversation to let you know that there are more shows and great content and blogs at seeherelove.com and our YouTube channel. Content to help you and give you tools as you care for your mental health, relationships, being single, being married, family issues, your self-confidence. We're here for you, to help you find joy and small wins in your everyday as we lean into relationship with Jesus and intentional community. So check us out at seeherelove.com. And if you want to help us keep making this kind of content, you can donate to us at seeherelove.com slash donate. And really, to keep Melinda and I working and with jobs, donate. And finally, if you found this episode inspiring, please take a moment to share it with someone who would enjoy it and to rate and review our podcast. It really helps. Now back to Melinda. All right. So let's talk. We've alluded about solo parenting. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for our listeners and viewers, it'd be really great, Kim, to just talk about a bit of your background, your upbringing. Um, oh first marriage and then being a solo parent and just a little bit about that journey and thoughts. And, and I just want to listen and, and sort of talk through that um, and what got you through. And then of course, after I'll ask you about how you met Brian and all of that stuff, but yeah, why do I start about you? Cause I'm always, I love stories. So maybe kind of start from the beginning and share a little bit about you guys. I'm a Pentecostal preacher's kid and that should say a lot right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Thanks, Kim, for coming. Um, <laughs> oh, great, great show. Great show. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, Pentecostal preachers, girl. Okay. Dad, I have amazing parents. And that have amazing faith. And that have always so genuinely loved Jesus. Like, I have grown up in that. Um, even though life was not always easy, I have watched two people go through lots of hard things. Uh, trusting Jesus. I, I just, I have, and I know that not everyone has that. And so, yeah, I, I, I love, I love my parents. I love, and listen, they were very honest with my sisters and I from the beginning in saying, you do not get into heaven on our coattail. This is a relationship you've got to figure out for yourself. Always. This is what we believe. This is in our home, but you got to figure it out for yourself, girls. And you're not, you're not coming in on us. So, but they've always lived this amazing example of loving and trusting Jesus. Man, I've watched them pray in 
food and clothes and money when we had nothing. And let me tell you, God has always been faithful. Like he just always, always, always has been. So yeah, I got married when I was 24. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not the right thing at that time, except God's taking me on a journey that has been remarkable. But you know, sometimes we make decisions and that was that. And at the time I thought it was the right one. And um, yeah, I didn't know where my life was going. And uh, my sisters who are younger than me both got married before me. And that's all I ever knew to do, like grow up, get married, be a ministry. That's, that was my only like agenda or dream. So I think I felt like I was late to the game. I didn't date very much. So anyway, but I did, I got married and uh, it was hard from the get go. Um, just tough, lots of hard, not cool, cool things at all in the marriage. And except for these two amazing children, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. My son Kai, my daughter Serena, and uh, who I love dearly. After thirteen years, that marriage ended. Uh, after many, many years of counseling, trying to fix it because I'm a Pentecostal preacher's kid. So God can change anything. God can, yes, He can, but only if we want Him to. Also, and when there's two people. That's, it doesn't always work the way we think it's going to. And listen, I am 100% for marriage and never, ever, ever thought I would be the girl walking through divorce, ever. I'm the preacher's kid. My dad was on the TV show on 100 Huntley Street for years. Like, and I just felt like I wore this scarlet letter on my forehead because how, how could this be happening to my life? But, um, it did, and had two kids. They were five and eight at the time, and that was tough. I was scared to death. I didn't know. Melinda, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. And sometimes when you go through divorce or whatever, sometimes you know that people are going to say things about you that are not true. And our first thing is we want to defend ourselves and go, that's not right. And I just remember having talks with Jesus going, close my mouth. You're my defender. Mm. You're my defender. Ooh. Like just you're my defender. Mm. And God has been really good. God's been really good to me and really good to my kids <laughs> who are now 21 and 18. I cannot believe I that we received the uh, Serena's graduation. Uh, yeah picture with her little writing about it and Chris and I were like oh yeah. Serena she's like thanks for being a support making me laugh and we're like oh Serena can't believe she's graduated she graduated high school she's going into college isn't that crazy it's unbelievable unbelievable so um so yeah so for like the almost eight years I was a single mama um my kids and I moved from crappy apartment to crappy apartment <laughs> which were all places of great miracles also. And mm. we did a lot, you know, like I remember one day, listen, listen, there have been rivers of tears. There has been a lot of Jesus. Why is this happening? Like there have been a lot of in the pit moments and a lot of questions. I, I've, I've given them all to God, believe me, like, and he can take it. And I've asked them all. I've 
yelled them all. I've all the things. But I was just for number two, just thinking, well, this is my life. And you know what? It's not bad. And I'm not going to live in, I don't want to live in a self-pity and I don't want my kids to either. Yes, maybe our life is a little bit different than all your friends, but this is still our life and we're still living. So we better do it well because why waste our days? We can't waste these days. We're in it. And uh, we, so I, I don't know. I did not do all things well at all, but I did. We were at the church a lot. We volunteered a lot. We did a lot of things. I, I grabbed my kids. To, I took them to everything. And we volunteered at everything, every concert so we could get in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket. No, sir. Oh, we'll volunteer. We'll do anything so we can, um, I mean, not to see the band, <laughs> just to serve. Just my heart. Well, my people, my children. <laughs> kids I'm raising children and whether I'm a single parent or not I'm raising children and I and I know again that I am truly blessed with this I have great friends and I had great friends in that season that surrounded me and surrounded my kids we served because I felt like that was really important and I always want my children to know and I want me to remember like God doesn't talk about leadership he talks about servanthood he talks about serving all the time and I remember my dad years ago, because, you know, my dad's a preacher. He's been on 100 Huntley Street. We used to travel and sing as a family. My dad would preach. My sisters and I would travel. We would sing. And my dad always, always, always said to us, girls, ministry is not about being on a platform. Ministry is seeing a need and meeting that need. Sometimes the need is yes. someone or looking the cashier at Walmart in the eyes and going, hey, how's your day today? And I just wanted my kids to always that I didn't feel like doing that and I didn't do it all the time lots of days I 100% royally screwed up and I remember being in a lot of wilderness moments and I remember someone I think they gave me a book or something called don't waste your wilderness and that was one of the most powerful things ever said to me was don't waste your wilderness because there are beautiful things that happen in that season I didn't necessarily love it in the moment, but man, Melinda, when I look back now at certain points in my life where I felt like there is nothing ahead for me, I look back now and those were the most precious, precious times I ever had with Jesus. Like, precious. And um, God is just so faithful and good. And I'm so glad my kids Honestly, they've just seen him first. I remember, here's the story. I remember one time we were, I did not have any money. And, but we drove off, we were like three minutes from the church, but we drove to church. It was a Sunday and I knew I needed gas, but I also didn't really have much for lunch. And Serena wanted grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm like, hey, I don't have any cheese. So on our way home, instead of like driving out of the way to a grocery store, on our way home was like a, like a 7-Eleven. And I'm like, okay, well, they'll have cheese slices, whatever. And so I'm like, God, just help me get, just help us get home. It was like, it was literally gas or cheese slices. Like, which one am I going to do? And I remember, so uh, I think Kai sat in the car, but Serena comes into the store with me, 7-Eleven. And I grab cheese slices 
And I think some orange juice. I think I'm like, I have enough for this. And there was a guy behind me and he's pacing. And he's got like a wad of like lottery tickets in his hand. And he looks at me and goes, uh, do you mind if I go ahead of you? Because I, these have these have a time limit and I've got like five minutes left. I'm like, oh, go ahead. You know, but if you win, <laughs> here's my number. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, I had my stuff set down and he's like, he bought like $75 worth of lottery tickets. Wow. And when the woman was ringing him up, she's like, okay, $75, you know, and he's like, oh, and her stuff too. And he pointed at my stuff and said, her stuff too. And the cashier and my jaw both dropped to the ground at the same time. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's okay. He's like, no, her stuff too. Oh, and, that makes sense. And, and he walks out, pays for my stuff. And I look at the clerk. She puts my stuff in a bag and I'm like, thank you. And Serena though, who couldn't have been more than six, I don't think, or seven. We're walking out and nonchalantly Serena's like, oh, that God, he just keeps doing miracles for us. <laughs> like, like, well, that's part of life. That's what he does like every day. And he did, he does do that every day. Like Melinda, there are miracles every day. I remember being a single mom going, oh God, you're, you are in all the things. We just don't take the time to see it a lot. Mm -hmm. time. We are so mm -hmm. consumed by, I get consumed by my calendar and all the things. And man, we sure can miss just the good stuff that he surrounded us with. Honestly, simple, simple thing. And, and yet to me that day, made me feel so loved by Jesus. Like, I know you need gas and I know you need cheese slices. Here's the cheese yeah. slices. Go get 10 bucks for thing. Like, mm. everything doesn't have to be grand and big. Because I think God and his sweet love, he's so much cooler than we think, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Think he and he's probably like, guys, I'm cool. Yes. Come on. I get you. Yeah. Like, I love you and I'm going to get that for you. Those, those moments, those are the moments the kids and I remember the most. They're always, my kids don't remember the big grand things, but they always remember the simple stuff. My yeah. kids want to hear someone broke into our house, <laughs> into our apartment, our landlord mm -hmm. let them in and left a whole bunch of gifts around our Christmas tree. I had no money that year. We walked into our apartment and Serena is screaming. I'm like, why? <laughs> we have nothing. And what are they doing? Walked around the corner. And I mean, this is mid-December. And our, we had our tree up, but we had nothing under it. And I walk around the corner. And underneath our tree, filled, I mean, filled with Christmas presents. And i standing there chuckling. What happened? And Serena and Kai are like, they dove on the floor. They're looking, they're like, my name is on this. My name is on this. And I'm like, what? And they, um, anyway, someone left a whole bunch of gifts under our tree. We still talk about that Christmas. They cannot remember one gift, but they remember someone loved us enough to give us gifts that year. Is that precious? Like people are good. It's, it's so precious. And you know what, Kim, I want to say this. There's a, there's a couple things. There's so many good things here, but I think one of the things that I loved about your sweet family when you were a solo parent was 
we witnessed mm. God doing miracles yeah. all the time in your life. Yeah. And it was a testament, testimony. Mm. It was like your lives, even though it was hard, it was like God was like shining a light to say, look, yeah. when you are lacking, let me then provide. Like yeah. Serena perfectly. Oh, there he is again. Of course he does. Yes. It's that childlike faith of like, of course God comes through. Yes. And the thing is, I think what we've lost a lot of us, even myself included, is that we are self-sufficient. We make our money. We have means to buy our things. Mm -hmm. So where does God ever get a chance to show himself in the places where it's like, but I will do more than you could ever ask or imagine. I will take care of you. Now, I remember as a missionary in the Philippines, that happened quite a lot. My parents would have nothing. And then literally in the mail would come a check. Yes. Or the the box of food from a Canadian church yeah. that support us would come through on the ship that took five months to get to us and we'd open it up and there'd be food and clothes for us. Um, but I really believe Kim that, you know, that was, that's a beautiful gift. Yeah. Like over and over you tell me these stories. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh. Like it was like, you were, it was hard, but God would provide for you all the time. All the time. And he still, I mean, he still does. Still does. Yeah. But in that season, especially, Listen, we get to choose every day. We, we, we get to choose to put our foot on the floor and go, okay, okay. it's a new day. Like, we don't have to love all the things. And we cannot change We can control how we react to them. We can. And right. I've reacted well sometimes and not well sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're still here and we're still living this life. Being a single mama doesn't halt life. Like... Some people think it does because we're like, well, when I get married or when I this or when I that, like, no, actually this, you've got this moment right here. And I think that's what I still have to keep reminding myself of. Like not when I lose 20 pounds, I can, you know, enjoy. Actually, yeah. I just need to enjoy right now. Like we're so, we're so not promised anything but these that we're in. And mm -hmm. I'm very well aware of that the older I get and watching people struggle with so many things and health and things you never think are going to be part of yeah. your story, you know? Um, but I, I, Kim, let's talk about, I just, this, just as a moment where, you know, churches and community and people reaching out to you and care, mm -hmm. because I think what's happened a lot now are people are kind of like reining in and yep. being more insular. Yep focusing and, and granted i understand it you know people are afraid now that we're heading into a recession yes. that you know gas is ridiculously high and yet when i listened to your story over and over it was people who were helping people yeah. who would give the gifts yeah. what what how would you encourage people because i think people need to hear the impact of what they do and give has a lasting ripple effect mm, it does have a ripple effect um we, we went to a great church in St. Catharines um, back home, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for so many people that were there, and I know that's not everyone's story. A lot of people mm -hmm. have really, really difficult times, you know, um, with church. And I will say, these last couple of years, pandemic and all the craziness, um, I've probably been more insulated than ever, except that 
I know we have some good friends that surround us. And I just think that community, and that community is important, but that community where we can, well, like you, like people that just love you and challenge you and have fun too. Like it's important. I, gosh, I believe in church. I wish we were all a bit kinder to each other in the church. <laughs> I love it all the time. And again, I've seen it my whole entire life, but I was just talking, um, I, you're not going to find this funny at all, but I, um, because I have nothing else to do, I just took on another uh, job at a women's clothing store. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. my daughter's going to leave. And I, anyway, I just needed to get it out of the house. So mm-hmm. I, um, I, I have a dog walking by, sorry, right now. <laughs> and a daughter. So I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Um, <laughs> But I was talking to this girl that I work with and she was telling me a story about how when she was a little girl, uh, there was this family in their community that loved Jesus and always had them at her, her at their house and blah, 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 blah. Well, 30 years later, she goes back to that community and sits, she was like, I haven't seen them in like 30, 35 years. She was, and she goes, we sat at that table and she's like, she's like, Kim, all of their kindness and love of Jesus so overwhelmed me again. She's like, I did become a Christian. I did marry a Christian guy and who's been in ministry. And she's like, but those people helped change my life. She was like, I got to just see them again. And she said the older guy that I guess the, the dad or the grandpa had said something like, I'm hard of hearing. So I didn't hear everything you said, but I understood everything you said. And I just thought mm. so powerful. And she's like, Kim, because we were talking about growing up and, and just loving people. And she's like, everything we do impacts people. A hug impacts somebody. A kind word impacts somebody. Uh, bringing someone a coffee, man, it impacts people. And it changes their day and their moment. It doesn't always have to be like mm. preachy anything. How about we love people? I mean, that's, that's what God asked us to do, right? How about love one another? Yeah, I, don't know, I just keep coming it's good. that one. Just love one another. Not everyone's easy to love, but <laughs> but love one another. Yeah, you know that's it. The two things, right? Love God and and love your neighbor. Yeah. Love God and love others. And your neighbor is like every person that you are meeting, everyone, and being with everyone. Exactly. We now you have, act. yeah. Now you've remarried. Yes, and you're with six years now. Yeah, to Brian, amazing Brian. <laughs> And you're in a, you have been journeying in and navigating through a blended family. And that's a big one because as we're looking at uh-huh. stats and every time I talk to people, they're like, family definition is very different than in the olden days yeah. when family was mom, dad, two and a half kids, dog, yeah. house, you know, family is very different and blended family uh with no exception as far as the complexities yeah um let's just talk about that because i think we both can chat about that but maybe the challenges but some things that you've learned along the way in blended family um Mm -hmm. because i know that our viewers and listeners are probably like "Ugh, there's we're in challenging places right now we're in a a smooth Uh um time and others are like this transition is hard 
And so let's just talk about that. Tell me a little bit about that and maybe some challenges, but things that you've learned about blended family that would really help us. When, when I married Brian, our children were, were older. So I think three, right. 12, when we got married. So, and Brian's boys are older. So right now his oldest is 26. His youngest is 22. My son is 21. Serena is 18. And yeah, you know what? <laughs> I think the biggest thing I've learned is just love the people. You're not parenting them. You're not coming in to parent someone else's children. And they cannot come in to parent yours. Uh, I know yeah. some people are remarrying with toddlers or babies and different, but still there are moments I've been married six years and I'm still a single mother many times because there are things I have to go have chats with, with my children. I'm still a single mom. Mm -hmm. I will always be a single mom to some degree, even though my husband loves my children like they're his own. And he will be a single dad to his boys because I'm not their parent. Mm. I'm not their mom. They have a great mom and I'm not her, but I'm just this extra gal that loves them. And I remember mm. going, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, this is going to be hard. And, um, and we've raised our kids differently, Brian and I, you know, um, mm -hmm. like, why do they get to eat pop tarts? I'm like, because they do. <laughs> 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 but that's also why she loves Brian. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like we raised them differently. And again, they were older when we got married. Yeah. Yeah. Serena was in grade seven. Cry was in grade 10. Emerson was like mm -hmm. grade 12 and, and Campbell was already trying to figure out the next steps in life. Mm -hmm. So, but love the people, but here's another big, big, really important one. Love their parents. Well, mm -hmm. is what they're looking for. They want, they've been through, especially if it's a divorce situation, the kids have already mm -hmm. seen mess. They've already seen animosity and probably some hatred and probably and fight. They've seen not good. Then they're watching you, not to see how much you love them necessarily, but they want to see how much you love their mom or their dad, love their parent. Well, I remember when my son uh, came to me, I don't know. He was like, I'm like, you know, you're doing okay. You love it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I love Brian. I love it. He goes, but do you know what I love the most mom is that he loves you and he loves Serena and he's going to take care of you guys. Like that was my son saying it to me. Mm. And I know that Brian's boys have watched me and they've both thanked me for how much you love my dad because they, mm. their, their parent is okay, but they want to make sure they're loved and it frees up the children. We cannot kids are allowed to love their parents. Even if we don't necessarily love their other parent, children are allowed, they're from that person. And mm -hmm. we say nasty things about the other parent or if we, we're saying they, that's on the kids too. They feel like, well, it must be mm -hmm. because I'm part of that person. And we got to stop with all that. And love all the people. When God says love your enemies, I think he was talking about <laughs> divorced people. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that everybody <laughs> when we say love the people and love your neighbor it's love divorce people and yes <laughs> it's not easy 
love those kids, but love their no. parent well. I think that in yeah. a blended family, especially if you're coming in and they're, listen, they're not stupid people, these children. So unless it's a, an infant no. or a three-year-old, they're watching and they're taking note. And uh, that was it for me. I love Brian's boys so much. And I have thanked them for just letting me be an extra person to love them. Um, they've got a good mama. They talk to their mama. They got a great dad. They talk to their dad. And I just am over here cheering them on. And my kids, mm. they've had an absent father. So that hasn't been the same for them. Ryan has really stepped into that role for, for my kids in being a dad they just haven't ever known or had. So he has been so amazing at that. And, and he's backed off when it's been like, okay, you, you go talk to that, <laughs> you know? So that has how yeah. it's worked for us and man and pray for your people too. When you're washing their socks. Oh, great. Over that. Oh, pray I, for the sock, but then over that yeah. kid, you know, or that person, like just Jesus. I don't know where you're leading this child or this husband or this, but mm. man, we have, especially as women, I feel like we have such a, Man, we have such a powerful impact on our family. And we can pray prayers over things that touch those kids, whether it's their pillow, their socks. I, I'm just like, God, I'm praying over this sock because it belongs to my son or belongs to my daughter. You, you, you just give them your dreams and vision and like guide them because I, I, we can only do so much and they're yours. Mm-hmm. But pray over their pillows too. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Uh, Kim, I, I would love to chat with you for like five hours and, and, you know, we will like after, after this podcast, we'll be like, but I just want to finish up with all the things that you've said. I know, obviously love God, love people, but your journey as solo parent, blended family, so many experiences. Now you're, you know, co-host on the podcast. You're, Oh yeah. I checked out that, that women's store that you're, um, and I love it too. I looked at some of the clothes. And I was like, oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> um, you and Brian and, and watching on socials, just a lot of the things that you're a part of and that you participate in. It's, I just need to say this. It's really beautiful to see where God is taking you. And I'm not like taking you and the adventure, you know, continuing. And it'll be, it's amazing to see where God has brought you, but also I'm excited to see where he is going to bring yeah. you in the next years in this new season, yeah. right? It's, it's almost like empty nester and, you know. So as you think about your life and all the lessons you've learned, can you just encourage a listener viewer today mm-hmm. who could be in a lot of places, single, solo parent right now, going through separation, divorce, um, going through challenges of blended family, um, or maybe just a woman who's very lonely, who has wanted to be married, who has wanted to be in a relationship, but it seems like God isn't answering her prayer. I think there's a lot. There's so many things that you can, that are touch points. So what would, if you could encourage someone today, can you, can you please, I think it would be so encouraging and strengthening Mm. um, for them. Man, that's a big one. It's not, everything's fun or easy. (laughs) How about that for encouragement? Some days are going to. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Because some days are going to suck. Um, 
all I, all I know, Melinda, for sure, and this is the truth, all I know is that God's in them. I don't see him in it all the time. I don't feel him in it all the time. We've had a lot of discussions, him and I. Um, I will tell you this. Last, last year, 2021, I was very sick for like six months. I went to nine doctors, was sick every day, lots of different things, and no one could really tell me anything that was wrong. And I just remember like laying in bed day after day going, why can't I not even function? And just being like, God, like, where are you? Like, I, why I'm not seeing you. I'm not feeling you. I'm just like, like, where are you? And I remember uh, Cece Winans has this new song, Believe For It. And I would blast that song and not, I would blast it so I would believe it. I'm like, I don't know if I believe all these words yet, but I'm going to, <laughs> you know, and God, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe for the miracle, however that looks in your eyes. Cause I don't know what's wrong right now. And I don't know where you are. And I would, you know, think, okay, well, tomorrow will be better. And tomorrow wasn't better. And it was a long journey. And it's so funny because listen, remarriage and losing the 20 pounds or all this stuff is not our arrival point. It's a new season. We still walk through stuff. There are still challenges. There are still things. And it was in that illness like last year again, where I had to go, oh yeah, I guess I need to surrender. All the stuff I'm trying to deal with, all the stuff I'm trying to hold in my hands and fix, uh, I need to let it go. And every day I had to do that and I was still sick, but I had more peace. God has brought me through it. There are, I'm much better now. There are things I should never eat again in my life. <laughs> but, but there are, you know, he brought me through, but it was a place. Here's the thing I know. I've had a lot of on the floor sobbing moments with Jesus. And what I remember when I was 42, telling Jesus, you don't care about me because I'm never going to be married again. You're never going to bring anyone else into my life. I'm never going to be. Nobody wants me. I remember this conversation, like sobbing. And probably about six weeks later, going back to him going, okay, it's okay. If I have to become Catholic and be a nun, I'll do it. Whatever. But, but I want to be content here with you. Because at the end of the day, even if I was remarried, at the end of the day, it's still me and you, Jesus. Still me and you. And when my time comes, I still stand before you alone. So I want to make sure you and I are, um, you're all I have. And I will say that. I love my husband. He's awesome. I love him. But he is not my greatest love. And he is not my first love. Mm. I love Jesus more than I love Brian. And, and I should. And I want him to love Jesus more than he loves me. And my mom said something to me years ago is, to not have expectations of people because then we'll never be disappointed. But you know what? Yeah. Let's all throw that out the window too. How about we just love people? And here, here's something I, on our podcast before we ended, every time we read this verse in Isaiah, and I'm telling you, whatever you're going through, I hope this strengthens your heart. And it's Isaiah 41 10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There is so much promise in that and so much peace to me and joy in it that 
I'm like, okay, God, here I am. Just let me see you in it all. I don't think that was really good advice at all, but that's kind of just. It's perfect. And that, you know what, that, that's my life verse. Um, Isaiah 41. That's why I just, I'm like, but no, it was perfect, Kim. And I, there was so much, there was so much wisdom um, and encouragement in this conversation. I can't believe it's already been almost an hour. And I'm like, oh my God, there's still so much, but might we might have to do a part two. So thank you. Kimberly Mitchell, co-host of the Solo Parent Society, Mama. Oh, Mama and also to Teddy, their sweet dog. But cutest. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um so beautifully and openly and honestly about your journey and amazing, amazing wisdom and encouragement. Um, if you are a solo parent today, if you're going through separation and divorce or you're in blended yeah. family, and I think at the end of the day, it's just close to Jesus, yes. loving Jesus and surrender, which is what you started off with. It's strengthening, yeah. being strong actually means surrendering. Yeah. Um, open-handed to to God. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on See Here Love. It's great to have you back with us. And we will definitely have to have you come back again. Okay? So thanks so much. I'll be there. You need to do that. Come to Canada. Thanks, Kim. Loved having you with us. Oh, I love talking with Kim. Every time I finish talking with her, I just smile and giggle and remember the great memories that we shared here in Canada. Um, And I hope our conversation encouraged you if you are a solo parent or a bonus parent, if you are a single person and just, God, are you hearing my prayers? Are you listening? And I think ultimately what came out of this conversation is to be content um, to love well, love your kids well, love yourself well. Um, I think for communities and church communities, and even for myself, how we can best serve those that are in the margins who are struggling, that we need to be safe communities and thoughtful communities to be to give and to serve in very practical ways. And so as you, yeah, as you parent, in any context, um, if you are feeling hopeless, um, I hope that our conversation will encourage you to look up and know that God is with you, that you are seen, you are heard and loved by God, but also that there are moments and times that you just need to allow God do what he does best to love you, um, to surprise you um, in all ways. So thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kimberly Mitchell. And I hope you are enjoying our SOS Summer Strength series. Um, And I hope that you'll tune in into our next episode. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre for Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing See Here Love. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R, 4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.